0: Omies, welcome to a special bonus episode of the Agora podcast. With us this week, we have Sammy, and it's the 4th of December, and we're here to talk about Redacted Cartel. With me, as always, is Dropkick Darren. How are you going, Dropkick Darren?
1: What's going on, Mark? I'm good to be, I've missed a few podcast episodes recently, but I'm excited to get back in into the into chatting with all the interesting folks in the space good to have you as well sammy
2: yeah happy to be here guys
1: cool um i i think a good place to start is where we start with everyone is just kind of how uh your traditional you know kind of kind of backgrounds led you into the the crypto space we can kind of start there and we can kind of segue into everything else uh redacted from there
2: yeah yeah do it um yeah i mean i have a pretty like interesting path into crypto, um, relatively young, I mean, I've only been out of school for like two years now. And luckily, like, you know, where I'm from in Toronto, they have this like really awesome post-grad program that actually teaches you like uh, solidity development and, you know, blockchain development and, and the whole nine of like the technical side. So, I mean, right out of school, like, I mean, like even in school, I've just been in crypto. So, you know after i graduated that program mostly working on like the research and analysis side um a few different like layer ones helping out with like Misari, a few different other places and it was only recently like i sort of decided to take that leap of faith and start getting into like you know the dap development game
0: <laughs> that's cool so were you studying sort of engineering at school is that
2: no no i was actually like i mean when i was in university i was doing economics but you know crypto is like this really cool like intersection between economics and computer science um so i thought it would be you know i felt like i was in the right place to like take that uh like that crypto course because i always understood like the economic side of things i just needed that like you know um yeah the technical background for sure
0: yeah Wow. All right. Cool. So you, yeah. Um, so you, when, when was that? Was that kind of last year or the year before? Like when, or maybe yeah, even earlier? Yeah, that was, <laughs> <clears throat> that was
2: 2019. So oh, okay. sorry, no, that was, that was 2020. I mean, COVID, sorry. I don't feel <laughs> like things are like years ago.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it's all a
2: blend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, literally like, it was literally like April, 2020. So that's how I always remember it because it's like the day I started, like my first job was like the day, like Rudy Gobert got like COVID and stuff and the world shut down. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. So
0: were you like in like DeFi summer? Like, oh yeah, I wrote that
2: that all the way through. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Good. I mean, you know, being on, you know, like an interesting like path to go down in like the world of like crypto careers is definitely like the research side because you always you know, like it, it, it's a job in itself of like, no matter what you do in crypto to be like well informed of like what's going on and stuff. So, yeah. you know, being on the research side, it's like a really interesting way to just like, you know, stay super in tune with like what's going on and, and the different opportunities that can arise, like in DeFi.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: So were you around for like DSD,
0: ESD, like all the, the that's too, was that
2: too early? Maybe. No, no, no. I got into nah. DeFi, like, when, when Kyber was doing, like, more volume than Uniswap. Oh, <laughs> ah, <well, laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, you witnessed, like, the algo-stable kind of awesome, um, oh, yeah. as yeah. I like to call it, <laughs> with, like, basis cash as well. Do you remember that one? Yeah, basis cash, empty yeah. set
2: dollar. There was um,
0: another one that was, like, rebased every hour or something.
2: I mean, it got pretty ridiculous called. at one point. Um <laughs> It like, got pretty ridiculous yeah. at one point. Not yeah. to say, like, you know, some of them, I mean, it looks like some of them sort of survived or, well, not really, but like <laughs> ample fourth, I, I guess, like, kind of, you could say, was sort of, yeah. Wrong.
0: Well, they're on Ave now, right? Like, that was, yeah, I was I mean, very that, surprised. That's usually like
2: that. a good sign of success.
0: Yeah. All right. So, um, did you, and then, so you were still at Masari all that time um and then when did you well maybe when did you sort of finish up there and sort of go full time
2: yeah well i mean like i've always been like with Misari and stuff like that's always been more like a like i'm more like contributing there more than anything so i'm still going to be doing that on the side because i always love okay you know i find that's like a really good path just to like meet really dope people um and also you know just stay up to tune with like what's going on there right so i'm always gonna like whenever i do find free time i guess like in the future i'm always going to be like you know involved with like the research and and stuff like that because it like it also helps like you know get the get the gears turning and you yeah. know it helps you come up with new ideas yeah definitely um, but i guess you could say like you know i've been more focused on like the uh product development side and like strategy and stuff since may of this year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So do do you kind of think the like doing a lot of on the research side and kind of moving into like uh you yeah, know um product is kind of helped you um kind of move into more of a founder role because were you kind of doing it, had you kind of started anything prior to getting into crypto was this kind of like your um first rodeo in that sense?
2: I mean like one thing I like one thing I say to like people who ask well I mean yeah this is like my first time, you know, like launching a DAP. Um <clears throat> but you know one thing I always say to that is like it's hard to like compare anything you do in like web two to what you want to do in web three, like being a founder, even for like a Silicon Valley startup, like there's it's nothing like launching a DeFi <laughs> nothing like launching a DeFi app, right? And same with strategy, you know, like the strategies you employ and like um, the growth of a DeFi protocol is nothing like, you know, there was a tweet today, I think it was from like, Walt, like um, someone from the Olympus team. And it's like, this is like a guy who's contributing to Olympus, who's like really familiar with like, Chadfi and like FinTech and all that stuff. He's like, Olympus is like the fastest growing startup he's ever seen, you know? And so um, what I often say is like, you know, there's, there's just like really no way to like compare it to anything before, right? Like, I, I'd say like, at any point in DeFi, if you were to be like the founder of something, it really is like you're taking on like something that's never been done before, right? Like it was done with the DeFi 1.0 stuff. And now when you start talking about like launching these DeFi 2.0 applications, like you still are taking a completely different approach than you would if you were to launch like a like a simple lending app or a DEX or something, right?
0: Yeah, less VCs mm. involved. <laughs>
1: it's uh it's definitely bd and ad before d5 after d5 so much has like changed even like the narrative within crypto it's not even crypto anymore it's web3 right it's just like become such a it's been like subtly rebranded uh for the for the masses and it's, like turned into something that's like all of a sudden uh more attractive and people are you know jumping out of like jumping ship left right and center from there like kind of you know web two, uh if you want to coin it, is that, that those jobs uh in, into this space to try and like capture some of the um you know kind of opportunities uh
2: in the space at the moment yeah but it's like yeah okay i take your point <laughs> i have my opinion i did not like yeah web two people and getting into like all this metaverse and nft crap but yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean you can feel free to expand
2: there's nothing like DeFi, right there's doesn't matter if you were like a cfo or you were like a founder at a silicon valley startup like you have to spend just as much time in the trenches of DeFi as anyone else if you want to like have a if you want to be able to do something i don't know if you could say this i don't know if you could say the same about like other verticals Mm, yeah Yeah. i
1: think it's like one of the lowest barrier to to it it, there's no um there's no expectations on like like, there's no credentials and there's it's very much like uh a place for the doers right yeah um at least that's at least that's maybe
0: we can talk about um what it's like to like contribute at Masari. i've always been interested in kind of what it's like because they're kind of between two worlds right they're in d5 but they're and but they're more like uh reporting on it and sort of doing research into it and then having these products for people to come and sort of subscribe to. Um did you so how did you sort of get into Masari? Did you know someone or
2: No, no. I mean so they have um they have like an interesting sort of program where I think as you can imagine, like the the exponential growth of innovation that happens in crypto like the the team needs to scale and bring on more people, right? Yeah. And they have this really cool program called like the hub research program where they, it's like a select pool of contributors that they invite, you know, based on like your past work and past research that you've done. They sort of invite you in to help them out with like, you know, asset profiles and feature pieces on like, and you know, I'm sure like a lot of you guys are subscribed to like that newsletter they do and like the Masari pro like cover pieces and stuff. So they sort of have this like pool of like yeah. contributors of like young DeFi people you could say that, <laughs> you know, like basically help them contribute, like put new ideas forward and and you know, surface it on my sorry. Now that we're talking about it, it kinda sounds like a DAO. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like you're a contributor and you contribute and they pay you bounties except it's in fiat. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: It it sounds like a DAO. Sense. Yeah.
0: Um. Do you so maybe we can uh get into? Did you discover Olympus through sort of doing research from Masari or what was your first? Yeah, I mean it wasn't.
2: Of... It's not all through Masari, right? Like I'm generally like always in the space. Yeah, yeah, always in the space and stuff. And you know, like with my focus prior, you know, I was doing some. I was also contributing at some help with like token engineering and uh you know a lot of these people who care a lot more about like protocol mechanics more than anything mm-hmm. and obviously when something like olympus pops up in like a sea of just like shitty DApps, um it stands out right and it really catches people's attention and yeah like that's sort of like what brought it to me i mean everyone was talking about like olympus like you know at first i think it was kind of like a slow rollout compared to some other things maybe just because people didn't get it but it was definitely like on the plates of people that like really understood um DeFi and a lot of people were watching it like very closely, you know, and sort of saw it stand on its own two feet. So I've been like right there with Olympus since like um I guess you could say since they did that Discord whitelist sale.
0: Oh wow. You've been around since the beginning.
2: I joined a lot of <laughs> I didn't get the I didn't get the whitelist. I mean I'm in a lot oh, of Discord okay. sales, yeah, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean yeah, it was cool yeah. like, you
2: know, when like float and olympus and Ryan, like that sort of that was like the best part of the year like when all these like unpegged stables started like coming out and um you know it was like definitely like not one to miss even though a lot of people didn't understand it
0: yeah i remember like getting into frax i had no idea what it was i was like what is this stuff and then i was like oh well i'll buy some And it was like super cheap. And then, um, and then like I only, you only like kind of sometimes discover what the thing you bought is after you bought it. And then you
2: dig deeper into
1: it. It's the skin in the game phenomena. So once you have something in, you start to pay more attention, right?
2: That's an, that's like a general like issue with, with DeFi right now. I think it's like, you know, for a lot of us who were like in DeFi earlier, it's very easy to just like experiment. Like I remember when gas fees were like, 10 to 20 dollars and you could just do whatever you wanted and um you could try out everything and and then now i feel like you know because it's still like innovation only happens on ethereum right i think that's my i don't know if it's like a unpopular opinion but you know most innovation usually starts on on mainnet right and now yeah. it's gotten to a stage where gas fees are so crazy that it's like very hard to like for the newcomers to experiment and try stuff but that's really how you like get your feet wet that's really how you learn stuff right like reading good books and stuff like that like it won't teach you anything compared to like you know you actually just like putting your usdc place doing the and, like, trying stuff. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah well
1: it's it completely flips the kind of educational model on its head essentially right because it's like you if you uh are someone assuming that the gas fees aren't exorbitant if you're someone who you know wants to learn then essentially you you put in a bit of time a little bit of money in in return you essentially get paid to learn about these protocols right Um, yeah yeah. in the form of ownership which is a completely revolutionary kind of like concept um it's a complete changes the way that uh, i think a lot of people uh learn about things um it's super exciting
2: it's actually like an interesting like growth hack that some projects do where they don't release a token at first and they basically like imply soft like subtly that there will be an airdrop coming so that people just start like experimenting and using their DAP even if they're not really like even there for the long term. Like it just gets people familiar with how their protocol works and then yeah. they pay basically everyone back with like an airdrop. It's like a really interesting like growth hack that's like specific to DeFi. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Well, there's been um, sort of this <laughs> boosting servers as well in Discord. I saw your tw- the announcement you made the other day, like please stop boosting our Discord. And then people and then, then people thought
2: it was psyops, and then they started boosting more after I said that. <laughs> yeah, that's you, hilarious. You can't win. You uh, can't win. So yeah.
0: maybe you can take us back in sort of the uh the first ideation for redacted like where did where did that begin where did you start thinking about it
2: yeah well i mean there was always like i think the thing that made me more interested in like olympus in general was not the concept of like this reserve currency while i think that's strong i think really like the like, the best innovation was the concept of like protocol owned liquidity right i don't know who was there was no one doing that before olympus right um oh there was kind of
0: nexus mutual the only other one but their mechanism isn't very desirable (laughs) i think
2: yeah but i mean i also mean like in the sense of like your treasury being able to like utilize assets and you being able to like own your own lps and all these different ways like i think yeah exactly you know like there was projects who do like buybacks and stuff but it's not really the same analogy of like pcv and pol that like olympus like put it out there too right
0: yeah i think buybacks are like on the nose a bit
2: <laughs> yeah i mean it's um, like not buybacks are more like pumponomics than anything right like they're not <laughs>
0: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. what's the point <laughs> so... exactly
1: because i guess they they kind of reduce the 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 time that they can pay at incentives in the scenario they don't own their liquidity right yeah yeah uh, yeah
2: so
0: you yeah. were like thinking about that and then yeah yeah like... so
2: so i was like really interested in like protocol on liquidity from the olympus side like more than anything um <clears throat> and while i think like you know it makes sense for olympus to um own like stable coins and be this like reserve bank and all that sort of stuff like it was very evident like from all the forks that started arising that like olympus <clears throat> unfortunately, can't scale at the speed it wanted to um, just by, you know, what they were sort of bonding to the Treasury. And, you know, like they had that CVX bonds and stuff, but it's like it can only like the the proposal could only afford to fit in so much. And then it's like, okay, like then we'll do another asset after this and another asset. And it's like there's like this little side program where they like bonding in some new governance tokens. But the main focus and the main driver was for like stable coins to enter the Treasury. Right. Yeah, and then I was thinking about it, like you know, like a lot of these other like forks that pop up. It's like, yeah, we bond like MIM and like AVAX and stuff. And I'm like, like there's no use for it, right? Like there's no reason for you <laughs> to like, what are you gonna do with all this like AVAX and MIM? Um well, and...
0: for spell, right?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, any anything yeah, yeah. really. Like it's like, what do you yeah. like? I don't like a lot goal? of dog yeah. coins and like dog coins and stuff. It's like, what are what are we bonding here, right? And mm. then. Or like, what are you trying to back yourself against? And then that's why, like, you know, I think like the curve ecosystem is like a super, super interesting one because it's like, there really is like protocols out here, like trying to buy like unbelievable amounts of like CRV and CVX. And it's the one, it's one of the only assets in DeFi that really has true governance and really like um, makes sense for a protocol to accumulate, right? And now you've seen, mm-hmm. I think, like, since we, like, put out that initial play, I'm not saying we inspired it. I'm just saying this has just been a trend in DeFi. Like, since we sort of came out with the idea of accumulating CRV and CVX, there's been, like, now FRAX is, do like, well, FRAX is always planning on it. But, like, you see, like, this little war, like, bubbling with, like, the FRAX ecosystem. I think Toki is, like, going down that route, too. Um, yeah. I've heard, like, a bunch of other protocols are starting to, like, implement this, like, gauge mechanism where it's, like, there actually is a value in like bonding or there's a really is a value in like your protocol owning like these tokens right mm. and then you think about like all the other ways people are thinking about it like badger has a gauge but it's not really like the way curve is it's more like boosts for your own apy and stuff like that and then i saw something from like Banteg today on twitter where it's like there's just like a reverse gauge like you basically like buy eventually like the the utility of Wi-Fi is like you buy Wi-Fi and then that prevents like urine from like farming and dumping your token and stuff, right? Mm. So everyone's sort of thinking about these different ways that like, you know, their governance token can have an influence over the whole space. And that is a that is like a really good, you know, the Olympus model being the black hole that it is, is like a very good like vehicle for you to like accumulate influential governance tokens and stuff um, into your treasury, right? And sort of build this like cartel, for example, right? I don't call DAOs, DAOs, I call <laughs> them cartels, because that's what they are. Um, and Yeah, that's true. You know, it, it, like the Olympus model is just simply like the greatest black hole for liquidity in DeFi history, right? And if you can create this black hole where you're pulling in things like CRV and CVX, which have huge influence, like the flywheels you can spin up off of that are just like endless, right? The possibilities are endless. Mm, yeah, and, and
1: so like I guess the the main takeaway from from this like ideation phase is you saw that Olympus just wanted to do so much but didn't have the the capacity to kind of like execute faster. So you come in and you're like, well actually we can do this to to kind of help Olympus achieve its goal of becoming that black hole, right?
2: Yeah. I mean like you know what I think like my personal like my personal view is that like Olympus should, you know, stick to the stable coins because they have their own influence, which is arguably bigger than governance tokens, right? and let Olympus focus on its main mission of being this reserve bank and then I I do truly see like it becoming like a multi-token ecosystem where there's things like redacted under it that are focused in on specific um, verticals right like I think there's like someone hit, hit me up like for help like writing like a OIP about like them wanting to make like another branch for Olympus that's focused on like metaverse like assets and stuff like that right so I mean, you know, it, it, it just makes sense for Olympus to stick to its narrative. And then there's just like this huge window for you to like, you know, create these like, uh, sidecars, you could say that are just drivers for Olympus that focus in on other assets. Interesting. Yeah. I um, mean, it
1: does make sense, right? Cause you have less, um, you kind of taking on less, less risk cause you are kind of like outsourcing, uh, that risk for the, the added benefit of receiving that um you know the xyz token for whatever the what the, whatever that specific branch is
2: yeah well i mean it all it all flows back when you when you don't build a malicious fork that has one like an actual use case and two is aligned with olympus in the sense of rev share and token supply and all these sort of things like these are the ways that you attach these sidecars to the main to the main vehicle right like um There's like, you know, now there's a bunch of protocols talking about and stuff. It's like if you've launched, like there's no point in you like coming and being a branch. Like you chose the path you chose and you chose to like, you know, really make something that's going to try and like flip an Olympus with like its own assets and stuff. Right. So, you know, for example, one of the things we did in our initial protocol, while it just sort of being like an idea we had, we felt a bit rushed to like get it on the forum and stuff. But um, we were going to bond 3Curve. We were going to mint the token off of 3Curve. And we had like some really like positive and constructive conversations with the whole, like honestly, like an unbelievable amount of like Omi's and, and DAO members who basically said, like, you know, like we're gonna really make this work. We're gonna really separate the two and we're gonna make sure that you can be that sidecar. But it makes more sense for you to mint off of Geom for example, right? And that's just another way that we can increase like our collaboration. And this is like really pushing your vision into effect by like, you know, we stick to the stable coins. And then you guys build on top of Olympus, right? So I I really see it do we, like there's like the there's a very high possibility that there's like OM wars coming up, right? Where like a bunch of protocols are going to want to build on top of Olympus, and they're going to need to bond Om as well, yeah. right? So yeah, I mean it's like like I, I don't know how far down the rabbit hole we fall in as an industry, but um, it's definitely like some cool stuff coming up.
0: Stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff. Um, <laughs> um so maybe you can so you were thinking about it just by yourself and then you have who Who else is on the team like and how did how did the team come to form together i mean a
2: few team. of them are anon so i won't like go into, oh yeah like, yeah i don't few, mean <laughs> like i'm doxed right i don't care i'm doxed yeah, but like yeah, yeah. a few of them are anon so i won't really say like how i know them but you know like there was actually i'd say like 25 percent of the team was sourced after we made that initial forum post from like from omis like like Omis themselves wanting to join the team and help out with policy and all that sort of stuff. And then I'd say like, you know, the main core team that was like sort of working on the code base and stuff before we went onto to the forum was sort of like this, like, you know, like I said, like I was in, I was in like the, like building space since like May. So it sort of like this venture studio thing that we've been, um, you know, like working on and trying to like cook up stuff. So, uh, cool. you know, it, it, this, the the CTO of the project is Um, Merrick, he's also doxxed. He was like the former head of crypto economics at at Block Science, which is like a token engineering consulting firm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have Kieran, who's sort of been in the DeFi space for like two years, who's also been working on like, more like in the derivative space, working with like a few like derivative projects and stuff. And then, yeah, a bunch of contributors, right? So I'd say it's like 50% was like core team that we sort of knew, like had a good background and uh, had like a, you know you know, like an issue like with this project was like we had to find people that not only one understood olympus before like september you could say but yeah. um also like people who understood like curve and like that whole complicated ecosystem and stuff too right so it actually was kind of challenge sourcing the team and i think a good amount of like really valuable contributors to the project came after we sort of put the idea out there and we let the whole world sort of see what we were thinking and That was really like the main catalyst for like sourcing the team. It's a, it's very contributor driven project, surprisingly, which is not something I would have imagined and like when we first had the idea.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, it's kind of the natural progression, right?
2: Yeah. I assumed that like people just wouldn't understand it to be honest, because (laughs) there's already like you know as big as olympus has gotten like people still call it like a ponzi and shit right like people don't understand what olympus is That is the unfortunate reality right and then you add like the other most complicated part of DeFi, which is like the curve wars to it and um no it's been cool we've done some like cool education initiatives i think we've made a couple people omis like um and we've been able to like really get like a cool like contributor pool going I guess
1: for some of the the omis uh tuning in like you know from our perspective the um the idea is super sound it makes a lot of sense but maybe in the context of the curve uh wars and that kind of ecosystem maybe like in a kind of quick kind of uh, summary how would you kind of uh sum up the benefit uh, of olympus accumulating uh crv and cvx for example
2: yeah well there's profit to be made in war right Curve was an insanely profitable thing. And when you, what happened was there was like in the initial iteration of it, there was a few protocols that were sort of like fighting over locking up CRV and stuff and Convex had the best model, right? Um, In the sense that like they offered the best deal. They had like the CVX CRV, like they, they basically won, right? And then Convex has just been uh, like huge. Like, I don't know what the number, like they, the amount of revenue that they've generated alone has been, unbelievable. And the amount of derivatives that have popped up on top of it, like Vodium and all these different things is is insane, right? If you as a protocol can establish yourself as a leader in one of the pillars of DeFi, the, the, the rewards, like sort of like, you know, like it sort of speaks for itself in like the different ways that you can grow your protocol, right? Curve is the number one DEX in DeFi, even like, you know, without V2, like fully rolled out, like it is the number one DEX, you know, maybe one day we want to get our own factory pool in there or something and boot shop liquidity there get rewards going there there's a bunch of different ways you know it's another way like if we one day well we are planning it like one day using like the crv and cvx that we accumulate and stuff we think that we are going to have like a good shot at you know getting on the whitelist. just the way that we're going to position ourselves um in the sense that like the stuff that we are accumulating we're not like farming and dumping we're playing super fair in that ecosystem like if we were to align ourselves with one protocol in the curve wars it would be more like convex than any of the other players i'm sure like those are familiar would like understand what i'm saying just to like not name job protocols um yeah. so i think like you know we, we have like a good shot in getting on the white list and then we can also like maybe like uh efficiently execute bribes and stuff and like those rewards flow back to our treasury which olympus has a five percent or actually on the bribes olympus have a twenty percent um rev share on, right? So the Olympus DAO is now just like getting new governance tokens like flowing into its treasury just off of bribes, right? And that's without to like mention like the APY that you generate on, you know, like CRV and CVX and all these other assets that you can accumulate um, and the revenue that's pushed to those tokens, right? So that's also a rev share with Olympus. I mean, it's a very profitable like vertical of DeFi, arguably the most profitable one. <laughs> So it just makes sense for, and I think that's where the CVX um, proposal sort of came from, right, initially from Olympus, is because it's just too big to miss on. It's too big of an opportunity, right? And you want to be the reserve bank of DeFi, like this is this is right now the competition in a way, right? Like these are these guys are the reserve bank of DeFi, right? So it's time that like if we venture off into this ecosystem and really like plant our flag everywhere rather than just like stable coins.
0: Yeah definitely makes makes a lot of sense so do you want to talk about sort of writing the proposal because this was the kind of first proposal where someone came along and said well i do want to fork you olympus uh but i want to do this cool thing with it were you sort of worried about the reaction people would have or
2: well i really well i sort of like like this maybe well, from what I understand, like there is like people sort of like trying to also like do forts and stuff also. So I guess there was like some valuable lessons in it. One thing we wanted to do that would like not get us um, shot down immediately is like build like this little like community behind it before we went to the forum. And yeah. that was the wrong approach, right? Like um, I talked with a few people from Olympus and stuff and said, I'm going to plan to do this and then come to the forum. And then, you know, it, it got a little bit of traction. And then It sort of seemed like we were just gonna fork them and stuff right so uh that was like the first mistake we made but luckily you know like we got it up on the forum um without like us getting to a stage where we couldn't like i don't know whatever we had like a thousand twitter followers or something and um we just thought it was time to get it up on the forum and explain what we were doing how we plan to work together and stuff and you know the initial ideas this is like i'd say our process was putting it up for discussion right and then putting it up for like the snapshot right so when we put it up with the discussion um it had like an overwhelming like success rate like a lot of people voted yes there wasn't much feedback but rather like the criticism that we did receive was from people who were like you know for a lot of people it's kind of like oh yeah of course like it's just going to increase the treasury why would we not right um but then we got some really strong feedback from people who are like really like core contributors at olympus right? Um, And from that process, there was about like a two week conversation period where we were like reshaping things like the P tokens, reshaping things like us taking in stable coins, all this sort of stuff that would just make it better. And actually, like it ended up working out for the better because um, we have like a good amount of traction now. And then um, we sort of went through this phase where we were just iterating, iterating, iterating for like two weeks. And then we felt like we were finally at a position where we could like you know, put it up on the snapshot. But um if I was to do it again, I would have even if it was just an idea, I would have put it up on the forum first and allowed us to have like, you know, that period where it really was just like an idea with no one behind it where like, you know, the DAO could like um really help us like shape the idea and stuff like that rather than us like coming to the table saying like this is what we're gonna do, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. It's hard. It's like a little catch. Yeah, I mean like you
2: know like as a founder, right? Like especially when you try and build, like, on DeFi now, it's always built on top of something, right? Mm. You know, you, you, like, and it's such a noisy, like, not that Olympus is noisy, it's just such a busy, fast-moving thing that you have this fear that, like, you put something up and it's going to get no traction and no one's going to look at it or whatever. And, like, if anyone else is thinking of, like, doing the same thing, like, that's definitely not, not the case with, like, protocols like Olympus. You know, you can always, like, put something up on the forum. You can always, like, DM. I was surprised at, like, how many times, like, dm anyone then they respond um and you can like iterate it on them you can iterate stuff with them and they will help you like get your protocol in a place where like it works for like both parties and stuff without you like having to like you know go and do a bunch of different efforts to like get them to notice you Mm.
1: that does make a lot of sense maybe we can kind of because we've kind of touched on the ideation the kind of like development leading up into like the kind of launch uh, maybe you can give us like a, a little bit more like the specifics on kind of the uh, launch process and like where you guys are at now um in, in relation to getting things up
2: up and yeah. running. so we were originally planning on um forking <clears throat> the v2 for olympus and while that's not fully fleshed out yet we decided recently to stick with the v1.1 model um <clears throat> we are working with like geom instead of SOM and WSOM and stuff. So like, you know, luckily I think that was today. It went live today's Tuesday. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, like a lot of the, like right now, what we're doing is, you know, the, the code base, like I'm saying all these things, like from a technical perspective, it is like the exact same code base as Olympus. So it's not too much, but there's like a few little tweaks we're trying to do and add into the protocol just to like, you know, continue building out the ecosystem I mean, for one, the rev share is being worked into the code. And then we are doing like a complete revamp of the UI. Um, This is a podcast, so I can't screen share, but we are doing like a complete revamp there where, you know, we're just trying to make it look a bit more appealing and also like not look exactly like Olympus. Um, And then, yeah, I think like, you know, like from a technical perspective, we're ready to roll. Um, Now, what we're trying to do is just figure out like the best way to get this in front of people, because. Um, The contribution for whitelisting has been gamed. The whitelist model as a whole has been gamed. So there's a very tricky, a very tricky space right now. And like this, even like with us having OMS backing, like there's multiple different paths. And you know, like I think like there has been like a few members from Olympus who've said, you know, if we would launch, we would do it this way. And they've really been helping us like shape how that looks. So that's really like the last thing we have now is just to decide how we want to like get this out to people but i'd say like you know early december right Like early december it should be live
0: oh um i saw your hype video the other day it was very cool do you want to tell us about making that or um how oh like, man that it, was like really yeah cool. that was
2: a cool video like um they just actually like i had nothing uh, i mean i su- know one's gonna believe me like surprisingly <laughs> i had nothing to do with that yeah, all right. <laughs> um yeah don't worry yeah <laughs> Um yeah so actually it had nothing to oh, do with so- that like you know it was um someone was uh, like there was one community member who makes sound bites um and he had like a bunch of different sound bites and there was another community member who made the actual video itself but the original video had like dubstep music over it and i'm like okay like this is <laughs> this isn't going to work so we mixed like this yeah. i that's where i came in i mixed the sound bite with the video and then we just tweeted it We just put it on twitter
1: uh, just like you know notes.
2: we'll do more stuff like that like there's now there's like actually like this like work stream we have in the in the discord where it's like people who just like like making video i think they they think they're gonna get whitelist or something <laughs> um and it's just like a bunch of guys who are like making videos and it's actually like this really cool work stream where it's like we it have like this like audio visual like mm. um creative department
0: but well, branding and like sort of high quality you know graphics and I don't want to call it advertising, but like more, yeah, more branding. It's like builds a lot of confidence because it means obviously someone's taken the time (laughs) to do that. And it's not sort of, uh, it's a, it's a, we use our sense making mechanisms to be able to like say, oh yeah, well that must be something more legitimate because it has this like kind of branding marketing Mm -hmm. type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's always like the most that's always the most fun part of like any journey you have as like a founder is like coming up with the branding and stuff and, thing, you know, we would have called it cartel no matter what, just because of like, to me, no matter what a DAO is, is a cartel. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's also like, you know, everyone's so sick of like finance, DAO and stuff like that. Like when people see like cartel, they're like, oh, shit, like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then redacted, like, that was like a funny story. like. um we were calling it redacted until we went to the Olympus forum, and then we were gonna like reveal the name of it. Um, what but was it we were, gonna like, be? <laughs> it was gonna call it, like, oh, this is like a stupid name. Like we were gonna call it like Butterfly Cartel, and like this is why we stuck with redacted because we're like now it's just like a super cool name. Like we might as well just call it redacted. Yeah. Um, and the branding looked cool with like the crossed out tweets and stuff. I mean, it's yeah. all like this has only been around for like a month, right? So we've been just like, yeah, we've just been going where the wind takes us and. You know if the community members think like we should stick with that then we'd stick with that right
1: see i i actually absolutely love that like let's see where the wind takes this attitude because that's the way that you kind of like piece together something interesting more often than not um is like on the fly it's just it's so interesting to hear how it just like kind of conveniently worked out um this way in the branding sense
2: yeah yeah i mean redacted like to be fair is like a pretty stupid name because like people just tweet stuff like, Oh, I'm building redacted. Like redacted, they're actually trying yeah. to say, like they're putting something <laughs> blank and it's like, people think they're like name dropping us. They're like, Oh, are you talking about redacted? And they're like, no, like, <laughs> uh, well, That's sometimes perfect, they, right? some, sometimes they're actually, it's like free marketing. So maybe it's not so bad. Yeah, but, exactly. It um, sounds great to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's Put it in um, his
0: tweet. Right. And everyone was like, but what is redacted? And then everyone's like, it's redacted and yeah it's like, like i can't what tell do you, you mean? Well.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah you guys uh stole an entire term that people will
2: use to uh rele- yeah, like I, when they're I,
1: releasing I, the most alpha so it's,
2: I, I mean it's, it's okay. actually like it's it's it was a thing in off topic like in the not the early i don't know like a couple months ago in in yeah. the olympus like off topic um like people were just saying redacted like for no reason where they would just talk <laughs> about something and just say like redacted so yeah. that's also that's, like another backstory of the name
0: it's good like off topic is you kind of get to see things like a month or two in advance right
2: (laughs) someone was like someone was like you're not even i mean i was only like i obviously like i only do stuff through like my alt and stuff before right so Mm -hmm. like people are like oh you're not even a real omi like who are you to propose the shit and then they'd go on the olympus server and like type in like this account like my docs account and it's just me, as like an off-topic, like shit posting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my bad, guys. Like, I promise I'm you like.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: but that's um, like you know that's how you also like. I really like that that channel. I think that's like what also pushes a lot of people down, like the Olympus rabbit hole. Is like, there's just this element of like fun and like, there's just like this culture you have like in certain servers that just can't be replicated and stuff, right? Um, yeah,
0: it's like exploratory, but also like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say, like, nihilistic, but, like, very realist, very, like, but also, like, we all going to make it type of vibes. Realist-nihilist yeah, yeah. combo.
1: <laughs> Realist-nihilist. Yeah, 100%. Um, Maybe we can talk, or we can kind of, like, touch on, I, I guess, the uh, kind of, boat like, the uh, Olympus benefits uh, specifically for those who haven't, like, fully fleshed out the kind of uh, forum post. Just say like, the Omis are uh Kind of have that clear cut on on what's going on because from my understanding, so the kind of like the the revenue sharing or the five percent fee is that on the bonded, um, kind of kind of each like bonded uh butterfly or is it? Am I kind of interpreting it wrong in that scenario? So
2: that would be in the process of you one wanting five percent of what you bond goes to the Olympus Treasury of whatever asset it is, and like five yeah. percent of the butterfly that's minted would go to the Olympus Treasury as well. Um also like sides, from sides. from our feet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, from our side. I mean it's like what are you guys gonna do with all this butterfly, right? Like the whole point of it being a vehicle is like to also get exposure to the other assets. Right? So that's why we felt like that was important to include. 20 percent of the P butterfly supply. So for those who are familiar with like P ohm, it's basically the same thing. Um <clears throat> with a 10% supply share. So the ohm, Dow, you know, one of the things we like, one of the issues we had when we were building this was like What's preventing Redacted from being like another like Wonderland or some shit, right? Um, so one of the things we did was like actually give Olympus ten percent of the supply share there. So there's always like, and we only have nine percent as a core team. So there's always that like um, guarantee that like Olympus uh, has like this like like you know equal if not greater say in governance than us, right? Five percent fee. I think we were the first ones to propose like using geo minting off of, but I don't think that's like so unique anymore so some people have launched and did it but those are the main things you know from an economic perspective like it's giving them significant chunk of supply um giving them the rap share and what we bond and stuff like that
1: i i've kind of got i I kind of have like one more uh kind of question before i, I guess we round things out but like i guess with um we've already touched on i guess what the, the purpose of um you know redacted cartel is but if you kind of want to uh Kind of explain this like term that i i found when i was reading an article is like the like a vote voting efficiency as a service um and then kind of maybe explain how by accumulating these assets in the way like through the olympus bonding mechanism how does redacted kind of change the way um that gauge voting works within curve for example
2: yeah so ve i think you're talking about to one of the articles like one of the contributors well ve mm. is like the voting escrow. Token, like I think popularized by like Curve, right? VE Curve. Um, And yeah, I mean, like, you know, there's a lot, like, people have labeled us a bunch of things like Bribe as a service, Gouge as a service, Butterflies as a service, VE as a service. (laughs) Um, And, you know, really, it's like, I think it it got popular with Curve. If you're a stable coin, one way to really bootstrap your pool and make your token liquid, because that's the most important thing for a stable coin is like emitting Curve rewards to it, right? Um, Because then people LP and, you know, get your token liquid. Um, What we're seeing now, right, is something like Tokimac, right? Like with Tokimac is like, how would I describe it? It's like, you know, on-chain market making kind of. Um, But they have a similar concept where if you hold Toki, then you can vote in which which, uh, tokens, like, they start supporting and accepting. And then they start, like, you know, providing liquidity on behalf of that token, right? so that's where it makes sense to start accumulating things like Toki. And then, you know, there's an Olympus incubated DApp called like Vault. Um, and we were hashing out ideas with them where like, you know, maybe one day they do like a VE token where it's like whenever they increase their debt ceiling, they have like a VE token that decides like, what's the new token to exact, include as a like collateral, right? So what's really happening is like, if you want to make your, if you want to build an ecosystem around your token and make your token more liquid, the way these DeFi protocols are starting to adopt you is through like VE services, right? Um, Vodas code services. And you lock your tokens up with them and then you can actually influence and decide, you know, what tokens they support, whether that's through liquidity or through integrations, right? Um, I think it's going to be the biggest trend of like DeFi next year, it just seeing like the success curve has had off of it. Someone tweeted VE own, like maybe do that too. Um, uh, I mean, oh, wow. you know, like there's, you know, I don't know how that would work, but. Actually, maybe I I could see how yeah, that. Would you got work. some like, ideas. Yeah, I could see how that would work. Maybe we'll propose that or something. <laughs> um, Time will tell. But that's yeah, that's yeah. kind of like you know I think that's that's kind of the concept of like vote as, as a service. Yeah. Uh,
0: so maybe just to finish out, I think yeah, that's really a, a little clearer for everyone what, what the kind of plan is there. Maybe just to finish out, we had a recent launch where things were very clear and uh, some people were getting upset about this kind of aligned product, aligned protocol that was launching. Do you, is there anything you can kind of tell us about your launch and sort of how information's going to come out and, you know, whether or not there is, you know, an airdrop or something like what, what can you yeah. tell us about the launch yeah, to yeah. make so... things a bit clearer? Yeah.
2: Like I said before in the call, like the reason the launch has been delayed is to find like the fairest way to get to market. We, we're not doing an airdrop. Um, there's no rewards for boosters or anything like that. We're really trying to find like the most efficient way to get to mainnet, not to like, you know, talk about like other protocols and whatnot. I think they all had their own approach and I think they came with good intentions. While maybe it wasn't as executed as efficiently as possible. I think everything that we have promised is stuff that'll be hard coded and can be verified like on chain from the deployment from the from the code that we deploy, which will be like code that can't be modified. Like it's the unupgradable contracts, right? Um so it, the stuff that we have promised um will be like hard coded into the protocol. Um <clears throat> you know we the designing the launch with like a lot of the Olympus Dow members and stuff like that. And you know, for maybe like people who Okay, that, that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> so no
1: air. Too much, of too much. Alpha no, alpha. no.
2: No airdrop. No. I mean, it's just, it's like, it, I, no, no airdrop. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Cool. Uh. Well, and you'll have like articles before launch saying what's going to happen or is it going to launch and then kind of people are going to find out what's happening? Like, or what type of heads up will people have about the launch?
2: Yeah. So it's, that's an interesting problem, right? Because as much as we would like to just like put it in front of everyone, um, there's the issue around bots and that actually like screws over users then more than anything else, right? Yeah. Um, like putting the information out there and letting bots prepare for what happens in the launch. So there really is like this tough time frame that we have to figure out where it's like, where do we put information in front of people and how much time is like enough time for people to get familiar with how the launch mechanics are, without like you know bots ruining it for them, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a tricky mm-hmm. one, right? And this protocol like already has, I mean, I'm just like surfacing like these are these are like issues that we're dealing with right now. Um, mm-hmm. just everyone's aware, you know, like we have like like a relatively big Discord already, and I think a lot of people are like familiar with this project, and um, there's like there's definitely bots, you know, like waiting for us to deploy um under this token name that we've made public and stuff like that so um we 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 really are like looking at every single possible solution we right now have like a super dope plan um which is public permissionless no whitelist and stuff like that so um yeah like that's i mean i'm not going to say like what yeah, the launch uh, plans are I'm now because what... <laughs> it can change right so yeah exactly but mm-hmm. to answer but your question it, you know I... like it's it, it, it it's an issue right like this is the only thing holding back launch um
0: mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think the the nice thing to hear is the uh, the thoughtfulness uh, in your answer. I think that's what people want to hear, right? People want to hear that you guys are really uh, looking to ensure that there's the kind of fairest launch uh, possible. So I think that's that's really all the omis uh, want to hear you touch on. I
2: think. Yeah. 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 All
0: right. Appreciate is it? Is there anything you'd like to say before we finish up? Uh, like something to the community or like any um people who've like kind of really helped you along the way maybe
2: yeah i mean i don't want to want to name drop anyone like from the DAO specifically i would i would actually generally just like say a big thanks to like everyone from the olympus dow for like helping set this proposal up set this project up um big thanks to like you know the um the policy or the partnerships team more specifically because they really helped us like we format like the forum and stuff big thanks to like the omis that have like you know dropped into our server and supported us and stuff from like day one um and yeah like we have some we have some cool shit like up our sleeves so stay tuned
1: and sammy do you want to plug your socials as well as Redacted?
2: yeah so you can find um redacted on twitter at like the way you'd spelled redacted cartel one word um there you'll find like our link tree which has like our discord i think we're spinning up like a forum and reddit stuff there it'll all be in the link tree um and then you can find me on twitter at zero x sami the nine num- the number nine <laughs> perfect
0: well that's all from us today omi thanks so much for coming on Sammy. Uh, awesome. as ever dropkick darren this will uh be coming out on the 4th of december and then next week utc yes and uh next week we'll have a bunch of new uh content and activities for the omis and we'll be keeping you up to date with uh, all that's happening with the migration and everything else that's happening around olympus but till next time see you guys